Well, would you look at this? Another episode of Arrow, chapter and verse. Um, so this is we're talking about the Justice. Uh, sorry, we are talking about the Justice Society, but this is Legends of Tomorrow, season two, episode two, Justice Society of America. And now I get what I've wanted, which is the Titanic team up between the Legends of Tomorrow and the Justice Society, which in this case consists of our man Rex Tyler. Uh, a version of Vixen with whom I'm not familiar. Don't know whether she showed up in the comics at some point, but they've got Vixen. Uh, they've got Obsidian. They've got Dr. Midnight. They've got Stargirl. Uh, they've got Captain Steel. And I think that is their roster. So what's interesting to me is that years and years ago, my dad picked me up a couple of comics at random, and a couple of them were All-Star Squadron comics. And if you're not familiar, in the All-Star Squadron was... DC, because uh, it's never unpopular to fight Nazis, uh, DC had Earth 2 um, that was set during World War II, and the All-Star Squadron was basically like, which heroes do you want to talk about? Everybody's in the All-Star Squadron. We're going to talk about, like, today it's going to be Our Man and The Flash. Uh, tomorrow it might be uh, The Shining Knight. Who knows? Um so I'm somewhat familiar uh, with the All-Star Squadron, and I'm somewhat familiar with uh, the Justice Society, because the Justice Society, of course, was part of the All-Star Squadron, uh, or, like, not part of, but, like, all of the other big supergroups joined. Uh, so some of the things I know from reading other comics, um, other All-Star Squadron comics, is that it's interesting to have Obsidian in the 1940s Justice Society, because Obsidian is actually the son of the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott, and uh, his wife, Rose Thorne, and he doesn't actually show up, um, like, he's not active until, like, the 1980s, so that was interesting for me to have him back there as part of uh, the Justice Society. Uh, so, let's see. Um, our heroes meet, and they have the... I mean, this is literally the first thing that happens. The Justice Society stops the Legends of Tomorrow, like, why were you impersonating OSS officers? And uh, then they have a big fight, because that is what two groups of heroes have to do when they don't know each other, is have a big fight. And the Justice Society wins because the Justice Society, like, practices tactics and fighting as a team and uh, all of this kind of stuff. And the legends are, like, if you can corral them into the same place, that's uh, a good idea. Oh, yeah, by the way, forgot. Stargirl is a sort of the same uh, story as Obsidian. Uh, Starman would have been the, um, the 1940s uh, Justice Society person, and he would have had a star rod, which uses starlight energy to allow him to do a bunch of stuff. Um, Stargirl was, again, the, she was actually, Stargirl's really recent. I think she didn't make her debut until the late 90s or early 2000s, and she was using an earlier version of the Star Rod, which is basically the size of the staff, which was used in the James Robinson, uh, 90s era Starman comics. Um, gotta say, pretty good run there. If you get a chance to read those, uh, it's... A long run, it's, oh gosh, 70, 80 issues, um, most of which are collected in graphic novels, uh, but they, I don't know whether they're still in print, but uh, they're a good read if you can find them. Anyway, so, sorry, back to the show. So they have a big fight. Uh, the Justice Society apparently has a, a cage suitable for six um, that they throw everybody into. 
and the legends managed to convince uh, the the Justice Society that they are in fact from the future because uh, Nate Haywood, the grandson of Hank Haywood, Commander Steele, um, displays a piece of information that nobody else should know, and yet he does, so they're willing to talk. Uh, so they're basically like, yeah, so we came back here because we had to, because we saw this thing, and we know who you are because Rex Tyler showed up and told us not to come back to 1942. Uh, otherwise, we'd, we'd all die, but we had to come back to 1942 anyway. And the Justice Society's like, great. And Rex Tyler's like, I have no idea who you people are, because that's what happens when you play around with the time stream. Um, let's see. Uh, at that point... Uh, I know everybody ends up fighting Nazis. I actually think, uh, I want to say at that point, the legends are like, okay, so we've done what we were going to do. We're going to take our leave. And then Nate Haywood notices that his grandfather's dog tags have disappeared from around his neck. And he looks in his, he looks in a journal, a history, a journal of history that he happens to have, like somebody's handwritten something and finds out that the Justice uh, Society dies uh, on the next uh, the next day. So the le uh, the legends go back to help them. And uh, one of the reasons for this is that uh, Eobard Thawne is offering a serum that will make super soldiers. So a super soldier serum, if you will, uh, something that the, the Atom later comments is a little bit on the nose. Uh, offers a super soldier serum in exchange for an item that is that we we don't we don't know what it is, but it is an item that Hitler has uh, with which he's loath to part. Turns out later it's an amulet, and I mean it's a big amulet. It is like a disc the size of my fist, with a smaller um, something else should be set in it. Uh, there is a there is a disc sized chunk out of sort of the top middle of the, the larger version of the amulet itself. But this is, this is the thing that they're chasing. And uh, this is the thing that the Justice Society uh, is trying to get from uh, General Krieger, uh, and, or Baron Krieger, excuse me. Uh, and they ambush uh, the Baron's uh, convoy. Uh, everything is going really well. Uh, the Baron runs off to the bushes, takes the super soldier serum, and essentially hulks out. He becomes just this huge giant. Like, if you've ever seen, uh, if you're familiar at all with the Batman blockbuster storyline, where it's just you take a thing and you become a giant dumb humanoid, like, you, you sort of hulk out, but you don't have that kind of strength. You're just sort of a mindless berserker type Um with super strength, but not strength as great as the Hulk. That that's essentially what the super soldier serum does. Um, and with that, Baron uh, Baron Krieger defeats apparently handily Vixen and the Atom, and uh, everybody else is is forced to withdraw from the field. Uh, they're currently under the leadership of Martin Stein, um, who as the oldest, whitest man available uh was assumed to be the the team leader uh although as jefferson jackson points out uh martin stein is not a wartime consigliere and while they are back uh having arguments about uh, what should we do we still have to destroy baron krieger in the super soldier serum 
uh, we still need to get the amulet. Uh, do we rescue our comrades? And our man's like, no, we can't afford to rescue those people. We're just going to call in a, a bomb strike, and that's going to be it. Uh, and um, Baron Krieger seeds, uh, not Baron Krieger, <laughs> Martin Stein seeds leadership of uh, the legends to Sarah Lance, uh, who is certainly, if nothing else, a better battlefield tactician than he is. So um, she and uh, our man figure it out. And the next day, uh, they are attacking the, the Nazi bunker, which just happened to be somewhere nearby. There's always a Nazi bunker there when you want him or don't want him. Um, and inside the Nazi bunker, Vixen and the aunt of Vixen and Ray Palmer are trying to uh, have an escape attempt in mind. Ray has agreed to sort of help the Nazis develop the super soldier serum. Of course, he's not really going to do that. Uh, at one point, he's like, you know, this would go easier if I if I didn't have handcuffs on. What do you think I'm going to try to do? Escape with a microscope. And then Baron Krieger leaves, and the next thing Ray does is start uh, smashing the guards that Krieger left behind with the microscope. So uh, he and Vixen are just about ready to go, when two Nazis show up and like, we are under attack. We have been ordered to move you to a new location. And apparently they don't notice the two guards on the floor because I, I would think they might have started shooting if they had, but they didn't. So they're taking uh, Vixen and Ray uh, along a corridor uh, where they run into Mick and Sarah. Sarah having fortuitously come across uh, Vixen's necklace with her amulet on it. So she has her powers uh, that she can activate. And then all of them get out of the bunker because um, the the bombs are about to start falling. Uh, Krieger slips off somewhere, and he takes the super soldier serum again, and he gets all big. And the first two people he sees are Commander Steele and Dr. Midnight. And he sort of uh, bull rushes through them, knocking them to the side. And then uh, Commander Steele gets his attention by shooting him with a shotgun, which does nothing. And then Commander Steele starts running, and... Baron Krieger is chasing him, and whom should Commander Steele see but his own grandson, Nate Haywood, driving a 40s-era motorcycle with one of those sidecars. So Commander Steele hops in, and he and Nate drive off uh, as quickly as they can. And um, the Baron is chasing them. He's very big. He's very muscular. You wouldn't think he could move that quick, but apparently he can because he's got those muscles in his legs. And he... He runs and he runs and he almost catches them, catches them in a bomb, falls behind them and blows up the Baron and somehow doesn't affect our heroes and they stop to have a celebratory uh, witty comment and then they are hit by a bomb. But it's okay uh, because everybody's recovered because, you know, the Baron's dead and most of the Nazis are dead and we've got the amulet and we destroyed the serum and everything's cool except that we found out, uh, I think earlier that Nate uh, is a hemophiliac. So he has damage to his internal organs and he's he's bleeding and uh, nobody's sure what to do. And then Ray remembers he's got some super soldier serum that apparently he did have time to tinker on. So it's not going to roid Nate out. And he gives it to Nate and wonder of wonders, wouldn't you know, that fixes all of Nate's problems and Nate has a touching goodbye uh, with his grandfather, Commander Steele, and, like, the Justice Society is good, and the legends are good, and everybody's good. And the Justice Society decides that they're going to keep the amulet, and uh, the legends are like, okay, we should probably get out of 1942. 
And then the last thing we see is at Justice Society headquarters where uh, Rex has just put the amulet in a box when who should show, show up but Eobardthon himself uh, who says, uh, Hey Rex, we've met before on multiple occasions. The last time we met, you took it upon yourself to go uh, back in time and warn the legends. And Rex is like, then I disappeared. No, not disappeared. You were erased from time like this. And then uh, Thon does the thing where he vibrates his hand really quickly and, uh, you know, kills Rex with it and then takes off with the amulet. Uh, and Vixen comes in and sees Rex on the floor. And in his last moments, Rex gasps out the words time traveler. So, of course, we assume that should the JSA and the Legends meet again, uh, they're going to have beef um, because they're the only time travelers that uh, the Justice Society knows. And, of course, that's why you would automatically assume that it's them. Um, yeah, so this is a fun show. I always enjoy stuff where people fight Nazis. I do enjoy the stupid superhero uh, good guy beat-em-ups that always happens. It was something that, if you ever read the old Marvel humor magazine, What The, uh, it was something that happened in just about every episode of What The, like so the parody version of the Avengers would fight the parody version of the Justice League, and uh, every time they met, uh, it was... It, it was always, um, it was all, it was all in good fun and it was a pretty decent joke. Um, but it also like, it's a trope that, that happens in actual serious comics, uh, a lot of the time because uh, even the comics writers who are now all nerd fanboys themselves kind of want to figure out, well, who could beat who, uh, something that, that happened in the, um, um, first episode of Supergirl, I think that I did, that I reviewed here that I didn't talk about was Martian Manhunter and Superman are facing off and wins like, Oh, Martian Manhunter and Superman are going to fight. That's terrible, but awesome. So that that kind of thing, I think, is what spurs half of these superhero uh, versus superhero battles. Anyway, uh, that is uh, it for right now. I'm moving on to the next thing, which I think is actually an episode of Supergirl. Might be The Flash. I'm not sure because I don't have my list in front of me. Uh, but uh, as always, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope to see you back again for the next episode of Arrow, Chapter and verse.